Becoming a bat mitzvah is very important to me because it means that I will soon be considered an adult in the Jewish community. My community. My community. My community. My community. My community. Your bat mitzvah colors made me throw up. Hi, Hannah. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Good, how are you? Good, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm going to keep this. We're going to get to the point. Okay. Okay, walk me through your bat mitzvah. Okay, great question. Okay, so my bat mitzvah was definitely not the most upscale event. It was, I think, at 11 a.m. on a Sunday six months after my actual official bat mitzvah day because my... <laughs> uncle said that he didn't want to come to New York in the cold and my winters my birthday's in the winter mm. um he came to New York in June so my bat mitzvah wasn't actually on my bat mitzvah I had two bat mitzvahs I did the I so I had to learn two separate things because, you learned the parsha yeah you're a laner no 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 huh. I don't know why I said it like I that. want a laner on here um but no I learned for both events like I learned for my bat mitzvah parsha and then in June I learned for Miguelat Root so I had to have two separate speeches and everything um but the party itself was 11 a.m at Lincoln Square Synagogue um there was an omelet buffet milk and honey catered the theme was green because it was my favorite color okay we had I think Malky the dance DJ yeah, yeah, yeah. you know with the blow up shoes yeah. and that vibe it was it was that vibe. It was also the same day. Should I name drop on this podcast? Yeah. Like okay, so I was in MDS and it was the same day as Spavitzville. So it was really big tea in MDS at the time because you had to go. We only had twenty girls in the class and you had to go and tell the principal what day your bomb was yeah, gonna be on. Yeah, that's how it works. Oh, that's how it works at all schools. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. So they don't double book it. So my mom goes to the office and she says June 11th, it was June 12th, something like that. And so they made a mistake and both parents had booked and made all the arrangements for each kid's bat mitzvah. But obviously was like a stunning uh-huh. 7 p.m. at this like beautiful place that I remember had a fireplace. In you it. went to and it sushi. after your bat mitzvah? Yes, we arranged for a party bus from mine to hers. It was a double header bat mitzvah day for the ladies of MDS. Like it was really <laughs> intense. But I felt kind of bad because just it's funny because when you're young, the the lineup of my bat mitzvah was probably just much more appealing to children. Like the blow up the blow up shoes. Yeah, 100%. And, and like the milk and honey catering, so the pizza, the pasta, all of that. It being at eleven AM and not okay, starting wait, wait, wait. at eight. No, you actually lost me because when Why? I was twelve I had a complete sense of whose bat mitzvahs were gonna be extravagant. Okay. And who I in those were the ones I knew. You like to. had a pulse, you, yes. you were able to say that. I don't think I was able to articulate we were normal. that. I think just, like, at MDS, because there were only 20 people, like, we didn't have that, like, exposure to the world. And also because I never went to camp or anything. I guess I didn't go to I so didn't go to camp. Mitzvahs. I just knew that, like... You just knew, like, rich was rich and poor was poor. Whoa. Well, is really, like, take at, like, our demonstration they of just, wealth. They just, like, yeah, tax, which tax bracket are you in? So <laughs> that mine, was so well said. <laughs> mine was the 11 a.m. one. I don't think, like, a booking a venue on the Upper West Side is, is like is a hefty cost, but 11 a.m. is definitely a hell of a lot shul? cheaper. Yeah, it was my shul, Lincoln Square. Was it your shul? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is I, it weird, is it contrary to the concept of bat mitzvahs to become a woman if you're not biologically a woman? I think it is. Yet? Yeah. I think the rabbis had no sense and literally looked like, my, my wife got it at 12, like, yeah. married my wife the at 12. The guy that wrote that down was like, my wife got it for it at 12. Wait, there weren't bat mitzvahs at 12. 
I mean, when the rabbis were around. It was 13? No, the rabbis condemned to bar mitzvahs like 50 years ago. Oh, to appease the fact that men only had bar mitzvahs. I just had a sick call. Okay, what's the call? They couldn't have bar mitzvahs in like the 800s. Because mm-hmm. women were getting married at 12. Oh, so your wedding was your bar yeah. mitzvah. In a lot of ways today, weddings are still bar mitzvahs. <laughs> Elaborate. <laughs> Want me, tell me your thoughts on marriage and that. <laughs> I think you're the perfect articulator to explain the social phenomenon that is Jewish weddings. Not to yuck anyone's yum of getting married at a very young age, but a lot of times, like, if people get married really, really young in the modern Orthodox community, um, their wedding can be like a bat mitzvah because it's kind of like, instead of having all your camp friends come, it's all your friends from college that you just finished school with and you're not going to be speaking to half of them in the next five years. Because it's the it's the parallel to bat mitzvah. Was, Half the people that, that come to your bat mitzvah yep. you don't speak to within five years later. Capsule. It's a time capsule of a very particular moment of your life that is not indicative of anything of, of the way your life pans out. No one that I was really good friends with that my bat mitzvah is my is like a good friend. That's of mine huge. Today. That's Why? huge. Well, also when the middle school I went to, then everyone went to like high school with you. True. So and then and I went to high school, and I didn't know a single person in my grade when that I went is, to high school. You're such a pioneer. It's, yeah, but it wasn't really my choice. My mom was like, "You're gonna go to high school wherever your sister goes," and I was like, "Okay." So like I was and like in she my she literally like my mom. First of all, how did you should have my mom on this podcast? If you ask my mom when was her bat mitzvah, she would be like three years ago. We didn't have bat mitzvahs in the Soviet Union. She, That's insane. I taught her how to read the three psukim for she read from the Torah for her bat mitzvah. You made her one? Like, you're not joking? No, I'm not joking. In shul, there were like one of the women's davening groups at my shul had a bat mitzvah for people that have never had one. And my That's mom beautiful. didn't grow up religious. And she, I don't know how to lean, so I didn't know, you know, the iterations. She listened to that from a recording, but I taught her how to read the three psukim because she can't really read Hebrew. She's so observant, though. I know she's because she's a balachuba. I come she's from balachuba. A product of balachuba. Remember when we once spoke about which was so interesting, like what it was like, like coming to like the ball, like being a child of balachuba, and then like ending up in New York City and all these people. Yes, yeah. this is a summer Jerusalem discussion. No, it wasn't. We were walking on a street. I remember. Which in Manhattan? Yeah, or in Israel? In Manhattan. Yes, and then you're like, and then you meet people, and they say that their mom was a cheerleader for Ramaz, and yeah. you're like, what? Like, <laughs> like my mom was literally getting assaulted on trains, like for being what Jewish. The heck? <laughs> like, come out of your mom was a cheerleader. That's crazy. <laughs> no, it is crazy. So this, it, I, it does tie into the bat mitzvah culture because that's that keen eye you had when you observed, you know. When you said you knew whose bat mitzvahs were going to be extravagant and whose weren't, like, I did not grow up like that at all because I wasn't raised by people, even though my dad grew up in the New York area and was from Long Island and not come from a religious background. So we didn't have that, like, I guess, perspective. When did, like, that perspective and that lens, like, come to you? Oh, my God. Amazing question because I know the exact moment. I was my Well, my that is gap how you've changed since you've... Yes, but that's not since my bat mitzvah. That's also since high school. Okay. My gap year, 100%, is that exact moment. And I know precisely when. So I went away 
to her robot. I didn't know anything about gap years. I literally thought that you weren't allowed to talk to boys on them. So, like, I remember telling my friends, like, oh, just, like, nice nice knowing you, like, we're not going to be able to see. Because I thought, and you got in trouble for drinking, but I thought if you, like, saw your male <laughs> friends in the street and Roger Clothes saw you, you weren't going to, you were going to get in trouble. So, I was like, okay, like, we can text, but, like, we're not going to see each other the whole year. That was genuinely my impression of Sam. I did not know that people, like, hung out on Ben Yehuda, none of that. I didn't know people went to the shrine. I didn't know people went clubbing. I, your and, sister didn't tell you? Well, my sister went to Shaw Levin. This is insane, Hannah. And she's also so from, and she's in Israel Your right now if you want to hang out with her. Your friends high school didn't tell you? I guess I wasn't, like, running in this, I guess I was running in equally oblivious circles. Wow, okay. A lot of, like, oldest children kind of vibes. And so I remember when I got to Sam, that that tangent wasn't so indicative of what I was going to, of the defining moment of that perspective. I remember when people had apartments in Israel. If you want to talk about a perspective of extravagant versus not. That's when it hit you? That's when it hit me. I swear. I didn't know that people owned property in Jerusalem. I didn't know that. I don't know why I didn't know that, but I didn't know that. And I was like, that's crazy, and that sounds expensive. How, how does your bar mitzvah reflect who you are today? Amazing question. Um, I've been going to do the stalling again with the, with the physical aspects. Um, I think at the end of the day... You know, when you said you could tell who's going to have a glamorous bar mitzvah, I'm still not the person that you would look at and say, Hannah Hughes is going to have the most glamorous wedding, or Hannah Hughes is like, you know, she's the peak of fashion and wealth and, you know, glamour, or whatever it is you want to call it. Um, So that definitely does reflect who I am today. I also think it just reflects that I, I'm sorry if it sounds conceited, but I am a good time. Yeah. (laughs) But it it is a serious point because... Like I said, you know, there were two bat mitzvahs that day, and when you're 12, you don't care about the place that has a fireplace and an open bar, because <laughs> the open bar is for adults. The open bar is not for 12-year-olds. It's just, like, parents putting down a lot of money for their friends. It's not for the kids. So, like, my bat mitzvah had all the, you know, things going for it that kids wanted to do, and they ended up having a really fun time and just, like you know, dancing for hours and all that stuff. And that's who I am today. I still love dancing for hours. And I might not be shiny, but I'm a lot of fun. That's so beautiful. <laughs> that was such a good a answer. No, it wasn't. Also, that wasn't shallow at all. Okay. How is it different from who you are okay. today? Good point. I'm definitely a little more materialistic, I think, than I was You don't wear Kiki Rikis? I definitely don't wear Kiki Rikis. I went from Kiki Rikis to crop tops real quick. So that's shallow. So I went from the Kiki Riki. That's the superficial thing. I don't wear Kiki Rikis anymore. Um, but I am also more materialistic. I think I was just genuinely happy and not embarrassed about any of the financial elements of my bat mitzvah in the slightest. I knew it was fun. Like I knew it was shiny. I knew it wasn't shiny, but it was a good time. And I didn't even care that it wasn't shiny. It didn't even. It didn't even full. I didn't even fully articulate the thought that it wasn't glamorous. And I think today, even if I'm, I would verbalize like, "Oh, I'm okay with the fact that it's not the most glamorous thing." The fact that I take note of it and can analyze things like who has apartments in Jerusalem or like <laughs> who, you know, who can afford this and who can afford that, which is like, you know, an implicit train of thought. Um, I think that's like a big difference, you know, like not that 12 year old that didn't, that just looked at things, you know, very unsuperficially and was just like, this is fun. And like, I don't necessarily care how I look and I don't care about makeup. And now I'll like, you know, spend 10 minutes doing my face or like caring what I wear, caring what I look like. And 
I would have probably, if I, if my mom threw me a party like that today, I would have been embarrassed to have people come. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and that's, that's your wedding. I'm... Well, this is going to tie into the last question, which is what would your ideal bat mitzvah for your current self <gasps> look like? Oh my God, Bradley, these questions are really good. Where would it be? Where would it be? At the Met. No, I'm kidding. That's my Why? wedding. Why? Yeah, that's... Okay, fine. Okay. So I think that you have, it's really hard as a 23-year-old to say what your bums would look like because... Like, life when you're 12 is so much more simple, especially in a lot of the materialistic aspects. So, um, where would I have it? Probably, I would probably have it at my shul. I think bat mitzvahs should be at a shul instead of, like, a fancy wedding I hall. agree. At the end of the day, bat mitzvahs are supposed to be something Jewish. They're not supposed to yeah. be, like, oh, you rented out this really cool club for your 12-year-old to grind on other 12-year-olds with. It's so, like, pseudo-sexualizing of 12-year-olds in a way when you have those, like, weirdly sexual dresses and, like, yeah. boys get invited and stuff and, like, who are boys? Like, what's that about? Yeah. Anyway. Will so, boys come to your romance for? Uh, today, no straight ones, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> by choice or by default? It's a great choice. That's a great question. My high school teacher used to say, my Gemara teacher in high school used to say that he was showmare in high school, but not by choice. Which is just, like, a really... Is it classic? That's I thought such it was a just, classic. I used it last week. That was such a good week. line. I thought it was such a good line. Um, but anyway, I think that it would be by choice and by default. But actually, in MDS, we had a rule that no boys were allowed to be invited to our bat mitzvahs, which is like I love that. I love Sorry. it too. Uh, is that judgmental? No, I, I love like it too. that. And you know that actually segues into like other stages of my life, and maybe now also my like de facto vetoing of straight men in my life. It's not on purpose, but I guess it just keeps on happening. But in Harova, also, we weren't allowed to go to Ben Yehuda at night or to the Shuk at night, and I didn't even know that like Ben Yehuda was a scene. I think it was actually so good for me because like. These futile searches for if it's, like, the next designer look or the next fad or the next boy. Like, boys in and of themselves in these circumstances can be kind of, like, a trend. Like, it's cool to like this one. It's cool to, like, be... And then there would just be, like, a beautiful tish. And, I don't know. spiritual. Rifki Slenin would end up there somehow. And it would just be a spiritual experience, like a, a renewal. Because what what is what are bat mitzvahs bracha? Are they supposed to be coming of age? Do you feel like you've come of age? Oh my god! Are you ready? No, for what? My bat mitzvah? Are you ready for your bat mitzvah? I guess for the what bat mitzvah marriage or bat mitzvah? Bat mitzvah. I mean, I was just in Israel, and I don't, I don't um remember as much religiously as I should. Um, like I have not learned anything really since seminary in terms of like picking up a chumash or something like that. I had a lot of shears in my Pesach program, which was nice, and I went to all of them. But I would not be ready to write a bat mitzvah speech, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> well, no one ever writes their own bat mitzvah speech. I did. I wrote two of them. What? By myself, yeah. No, no you're not supposed to write those. Why? Your you rabbi writes them. Um, but I think we tapped into a lot of repressed memories, and I think it was just like good to process different aspects of my life and the way in which we relate to our religion and our upbringing and our culture and weird weird all the weird <laughs> all very weird and a lot of it like religiously you have this in your gap year too like where a lot of it is a display for others yeah you know and so i guess we're all just grappling with the display for others vis-a-vis a podcast where we are literally displaying ourselves for others and also that's meta meta also having it be like a journal entry entry where we're like processing things for ourselves 
and we're just always Mike walking me. that fine line. Mike me. Mike me. Your bad mental colors made me throw up.